0: Shirt Show Alright, let's go Shirt Show Talking Shirt Shirt Show Talking Shirt Shirt Show Talking Shirt Shirt Show Talking Shirt Man. Alright Episode 112 of Shirt Show We're talking with Connor from Disney Screen Printing in California Let's go Shirt show. Hey there beautiful
1: Hey there check we better check 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 hey hey there i really miss you i miss i miss this i look forward to this all week
2: do you really though because i do hmm well yeah just hanging out with your butt
1: hmm
2: am i too big on the screen what's going on that's
1: never been said to you before
2: I made a funny joke the other day Doubt it. at when I was at um, the gym.
1: Enjoy watching your workout videos on Instagram, by the way.
2: Yeah. Well, I try and tell I tell him to like zoom in on the ass. You like right. on the booty. The goods. You know? Right. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. He does sometimes for you. I tell him why. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> Just you like mm. not my other fans
1: i saw you went to rei
2: hmm. yeah
1: that looked fun what'd you get
2: yeah so they opened a new one by our house you know mm-hmm. um just like right by our house like you could walk there but <laughs> we decided to drive and the thing about the other rei was like the parking always sucks and joanne was saying that like as we were going there you know other REI parking sucks we go to this one, it's like a grand opening, and the parking was like so sucky. Like the worst <laughs> suckage.
1: <laughs> Why was this suck? Is it suck? It was just so many people, or just shitty layout?
2: Yeah, they had like a grand opening where, dude, I felt so bad for him because it was like 200 degrees outside, and they had all these tents so of all shitty. these different vendors, you know? Mm-hmm. And then there was this one where um I won this hat that I'm wearing.
1: Yeah, I saw. Do you see it? Yeah, it's wonderful. Thank I wouldn't you, have known the answer you.
2: Well, to that question. Well, I—that was the fourth question they had to ask for because I got three wrong. <laughs> they were like, hmm. "What's the Missouri? What was it? What is the Missouri state mammal?" And I'm like, "Like fuck, I don't know." And they—they <laughs> uh, they said, "Oh, oh yeah," she said, "It's a um, it's it's the it's a college mascot." And I'm like, mm, "Duh, Missouri Tigers." It's not a tiger. It's not a tiger. What is it? A
1: mule? A mule? <laughs> yeah. makes sense.
2: Yeah. That's, that's not too, anything to be proud of, I don't think. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I got this sick hat. Sweet. Did you what buy anything break. else
1: or did you guys just browse?
2: I bought some socks. Joanne bought some overalls. Really nice ones. That's
1: mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Dude, is, oh, storm storming here.
2: I wish it. It's supposed to tomorrow. Thank yeah. God because... It's going to push all of this heat. insane heat. Humid yeah, it's been really hot here, bullshit. but it's not as hot as there. But <clears throat> well,
1: what else <throat> happened to you this week? How was work? Works good, man. Like, um,
2: we had stuff to print. Um, pretty smooth. I think, um, you know, like, got a great team, like Kyle. So running the production, um, Lauren, Megan, up here front. Hmm. Hey, what's uh? Did you lose hey. your internet? My power went out. You mean like the whole building? Yeah. <laughs> Is it back on?
1: It just came back on.
2: All right. Hold on, my internet should be starting. I miss you. I can't I see you. you. Well. Are we still recording, or is it not recording? Anymore? Yeah. So my end, it's recording. It's just only me, but we got your audio, so you know we can play this whole thing out, just like the drama.
1: Oh, I, forgot. I forgot I can do it for my phone.
2: Oh yeah, probably. Let
1: me see if I can hop back in on my phone and I'll hop in
0: on my computer, if it ever works out.
2: Well, we got time. It's it's fine. Like there's no rush. It's uh. We'll let your internet reboot. Hey, so is this your phone or your computer? Computer, I can okay. hang up now, All right? Bye.
1: So, yeah, the storming and the power went out, and it'll probably do it again.
2: Well, now we know what to do. We have a backup plan, we could go five to my phone,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. i have good service here i should be able i should be fine if that happens so if i do duck out i'll pop back in on my phone
2: you look way better this time though like whatever you did the lighting whatever it is yeah you look like you've got a little sun like you got some d a
1: little bit yeah i got d all over my face (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: you uh you go on some hikes this weekend
1: No, I've just been outside. I was at the pool with the kids for a while today, Uh, just going on walks and shit. It's a lot of sun. Mm -hmm. I actually am trying to wear no socks today because I have a horrible sock tan,
2: Mm.
1: like straight up white feet with uh, brown legs.
2: One time, like not too long ago, maybe last summer or the summer before Jojo and I went to Florida and we have been to Florida in the spring and in the fall or whatever winter you know but it had been a bit for the summer and we were we got the tops of our feet so fucking burnt that like they were swollen (laughs) we could couldn't even wear shoes like for probably two days you ever have that happen yeah this is gonna be fun
1: hmm
2: Internet's out. Hello. Phones for out. we're
1: calling Upstate Merch. If you are hearing this message, it's because we are tirelessly creating some of the best screen printing
0: and custom artwork around. Honestly, the best way to reach us is by email. Please send your questions or concerns to print at UpstateMerch.com,
1: and we will get back to you shortly. Thank you.
0: At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options.
2: Hey, uh, yeah, how much for a t shirt? Or just maybe like ten, how much for ten, let's say, shirts? And um I think I'll probably have like a thousand I'll need maybe in a few weeks. So like if that helps the price or something like that, that'd be cool. If you just wanna hit me back Yeah, right. Thanks. Yeah, cool.
1: Hey there, beautiful.
2: Uh Uh-oh. That's your phone. Mm Mm-hmm. Right?
1: (laughs) See, the power just went out again. It was just back for a second, now it's out again.
2: So is that your phone's uh, microphone, too, then? I guess.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, we can do it like this. You know, it's
1: Yeah, we can do it like this until it stops storming and then I'll just hop in the other way. Mm. It's good All content. Right. I go.
2: Yeah. well, that's not good. You're back.
1: Hey. <laughs> this is this You see it, it Sorry, keeps Chad. flickering on and off here. Yeah. Wow.
2: So is that what you does that normally happen? Why is it so sketchy like that?
1: It happens all the time. It's so shitty here for that.
2: Is it, do you have, are your power lines buried or are they, um, over there No, dead?
1: they're all in the air and there's like mm. a million trees. So.
2: All right. Well, I just left, uh, I just left you a message. So anyway, Oh. Uh, uh. do you want to just wait this out a minute? And
1: I think it's gonna you know, go. Like elect- I think it's gonna go by. <clears throat> so we can just finish pregame and do sponsors like this, and then when he comes on, I'll try to switch over.
2: All right. Well, let's I mean, right sponsors, now like,
1: I got no power, so this is all I got.
2: Are you ready to go? Like, are you fiddling yeah, around I'm with fucking that? born ready. Okay.
1: Let's do it, bro. <laughs> frank.
2: that was so pathetic
1: <laughs> it all starts with a screen
2: it does dylan and whether it's new stretches or restretches frank and his team do it the best to find out more go to graphicscreenfashion.com, screen Frank.com. f f f f
1: f rank.com or great fucking screens.com
2: Cleaning screens is no fun, but EasyWay makes it funner. Their line of eco-friendly chemicals will help you keep your screens and your shop clean. Check them out at easyway.com. EasyWay. It's the easiest way. Yeah, this is going to be fantastic. Like when we run this back. I love it. Um, Next, we Uh have Action Engineering and they make all kinds of accessories printers need. Go to actionengineering.com to have a look. And when you're checking out Use code SS07 and you get 10% off. Thanks to Shirt Show.
1: 10%, baby.
2: Man, we're just like, we're killing it today. We should do this more
1: often. Yeah, eh? hell yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Monarch Color has a super opaque mixing system that we both love. True. They make ink that does what it's supposed to do. You can learn more at monarchcolor.com. Ink better, print better, be better. Live Moss. Monarch.
1: Monarch. Can you hear me What's, okay?
2: I can. And what are you doing right now? I'm just curious. Like you have. The I'm sitting light... on my couch. Oh, okay. I see.
1: Next to the window is my little bonsai tree. and My little cactus. Mm. And my taxes from the past like seven years.
2: Your taxes are in like boxes like that?
1: Yeah. All Paper? of my papers, like all of my pay stubs mm. things for all the employees and everything. They're all in these boxes. Pay stubs? Yeah, like, sense. should I get from the accountant?
2: I don't know what that what that is. Okay, cool. So next we have graphic source, and listen, could your shop use a little or a lot of help in the art department? Either way, go to one nine hundred hotstuff dot com and get in touch with really Nick know. or Lucas. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen when you get in touch with them, Dylan?
1: They are going to sweet talk you so good. Mm-hmm. and uh, get you hooked up with your own personal art department.
2: And apparently, I don't know if this is for the rest of the year or the month of August, you get a free kitten. Like a kitty. Yeah, you like can in the get mail? A- yeah, they'll just ship you a kitty. Wow. I know, it's pretty cool. Like, who That's else cool. does that? Right. Oh hey, so you have to get your phone out to the um to Chrome Alliance tip of the day of the day. I think of you the might weekend.
1: have to I think you might have to do it today, but I can't pull it up without fucking this video up.
2: Really? It's gonna require me reading. Are you sure you want that? I do. I'll just put my mouth right up here to the mic. Okay. Okay, well this is a good one. Um I like this. Yeah, this is. Oh, oh <laughs> I really, I really like this because this, okay. this is gonna. Why don't you
1: tell everyone else what it is that you like?
2: Everyone's gonna now know how much better uh, Shirkong is than Upstate. So here okay, we go. Cool. You ready? Uh, mm-hmm. Not, not all exposure units are created equal. Be sure you're using an emulsion that matches up with the light source you have. A single point metal halide unit will always. Be the best. You and wrote this
1: fucking copy. I,
2: I fucking didn't write this, but <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing I've read in a while. Um, mm-hmm. where, where was I? I'm going to, oh, I need to back up. So I, I want to make sure this is, um, everybody understands this. So a single point metal halide unit will always be the best and give you the most durable and best resolution possible for any emulsion type. I can read that one more time if you want. No, yeah. Okay. If you have an LED system, you're going to want to throw it away. It's trash. Okay. Right. Um, but let's say you decide to keep it. <laughs> There's no way Chad can keep that part. <clears throat> um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. Here, uh, let's just be real here. So look, if you have an LED system. Throw on in the garage. Want- you, you want to look at something that matches the spectral output closer and exposes fast enough to minimize light scatter mm-hmm. photopolymer photo I, I this is a tough one photopolymer you like that did I do it okay mm-hmm. yeah you're doing great emulsions work best with LED systems okay mm-hmm. yeah I'm glad I read that one really like this is mm-hmm. fate that this you have this power outage because yeah that was a good one that was kind of right now it's me. gonna
1: come back on now that you got that out of the way
2: <laughs> yep 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 okay and so look as always go to chromaline.com to watch kevin's videos and learn all about the screen room
1: mm-hmm. we did it good job
2: okay um do you want to hear about today's guest oh yeah i do our guest today is connor disney from disney's screen printing in lakeport california he also has a second location in orlando (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and we have hung out with him i know i know Uh, i didn't write that that was just like spontaneous humor
1: oh yeah i I Um, could tell is he here yeah let's bring that song bitch in
2: you ready? You need to stretch?
1: Oh, I do. I'm starting to get a headache.
2: Your lights back on?
1: Nope. I'm just going to walk around. I'm going to go get a snack. You know, it's nice now that I can just like get up and walk around and I'm not stuck to the chair. Yeah.
2: Well, you're being really loud.
1: I'm being loud.
2: And you're breaking up.
1: You're breaking up. Like my new, uh, office fancy table. Look, I got a fake plant and some Werther's.
2: Is it a coffee table?
1: It's like a, it's an old bowling lane actually. See, it's got the dots.
2: Okay. Yeah. I do like that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Are we going to do this? Let's do this. Hey guys. Hey bud. What's up? How's it going? Oh, power's out here. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing this from my phone. Okay. So anyway, how's it going, dude? What's 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 up today on Sunday for you?
0: Yeah, so I just got uh, home from work. I worked half a day today. I uh, run a boat rental company with my family. So Sunday, and oh, Saturday, right? and Sundays are our busiest days. So I uh, helped get all the morning boats out, and uh, and I was able to split at about one o'clock to come here and chat with
1: you guys you mean like the boats on like the small world ride or <laughs> no so we're not affiliated with disney at, at all um
0: my grandparents <laughs> always said that we were actually like distant distant cousins or something um but yeah no no affiliation with the, the disney
1: i i don't want to make a bunch of shit jokes about your last <laughs> name because i've always been the butt of shit jokes with my last name like gilligan's island and like oh. fucking where's the skipper and all this other bullshit. Um, but I got thinking about it earlier and I was like, how do you brand yourself with the name Disney? Isn't it like fucking trademarked out the ass? Like I, so, um,
0: yeah, we've done the the boat rentals for 40 years. This is our 40th year in business. Um, and the, the Disney corporation has never come knocking on our door. Um, I think it's because it's our last name. They can't really legally do anything about it. I know. Well, that's,
1: that's what I was wondering is if it's like, well, there's got to be a loophole somewhere because like, it's your, it's your last name. Like you have to use your name. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm still waiting on the day that I get that, that call from Disney. So what's the boat rental company called? Is it like Disney? Bo- it's Disney's boat rentals. Yep. That's it. <laughs> and it's got like the little, like the D and like curly and everything, just like their logo and everything. That's what you should do is it should just be like a big like- fuck you to Mickey Mickey you know? mouse ears. Yeah. So the, the boat the boat business is good then.
2: Yeah, everything's
1: been good this
0: year. We're in a bit of a drought, so um, it's been a little bit difficult. But uh, yeah, we always we always manage. I mean, some years we got wildfires, some years we have the lake floods, and um, you know, so every year is a little bit different. But we we always seem to manage.
1: Now, what do you guys what do you guys do with the boats? So is it just boat rental or is it like charters or what is it?
0: Yeah, so it's basically just um, you would rent the boat for the day. Um, we teach you guys how to drive the boat, all that stuff. And then, you know, you and your family or you and your friends go out on the lake for however long you want to go You tube, wakeboard, um, kneeboard, all that stuff. And then, you know, you come back at the end of the day and, you know, go on your way.
1: Nice. Is that, is that something that's like going to be yours or is it always going to be a 50, 50, like 50% boats, 50% screen printing or is screen printing, just a side thing or how's that yeah. work? Yeah,
0: So, uh, That's kind of, um, you know, it's the family business and that's kind of what I started doing first. So, um, I'm, I'm really committed there. Um, the screen printing started out kind of as a side hustle. Um, my, so actually my mom and dad started a screen printing shop in like 1985 and they ran that for about 20 years until 2005. Um, and then when my brother and I were growing up, you know, going through little league and stuff, uh, it was a lot to manage with the, the print shop and the boats and raising, you know, raising kids. So they sold the business. Um, and then, uh, we needed some crew uniforms for the the boat rentals. And, uh, my dad said, Hey, you know, I, I've got an old press taken apart in the garage. It's in a cabinet. And if you want, you know, I could teach you how to screen print our, our logo on our, our crew uniforms. And, uh, I said, yeah, sure. So I, um, printed that first run with my dad and, you know, it, it was definitely probably the worst shirts i printed. Um, but they were wearable and the ink didn't fall off. So we, uh, got through that first season. Then, uh, my town is so small. Just by word of mouth, people have been, you know, coming up to my shop and say, Hey, I, so, so-and-so told me you're doing t-shirts. Can you do shirts for, you know, my event or whatever? Um, and just by word of mouth, I've kind of taken it to where I am now, which is, uh, you know, I, I never thought I was going to get this big or, or even, you know, take it to where I am now, but it's been a journey.
1: It's been fun. That's awesome. Is it, is it something where you can play off of both businesses, you know, like for the boat people kind of promote that you have a screen printing business or is it, you know, two totally separate things?
0: Uh, it's, it's kind of two totally separate things. Um, because usually, I mean, we have tourists that come up. Most of our tourists come up from the San Francisco Bay area. Um, we're about a two hour drive from there and, uh, people drive up for the day, take a boat out. Um, we have a little gift shop and I sell some, some t-shirts with, you know, local designs and stuff. Um, but it's not like, you know, I get a ton of business from our, our tourists.
1: Yeah, it's just I was curious because of the whole like uh, like gift shop thing. Like, I took my family camping at Samson. It's at the top of Seneca Lake, and uh, there's a gift shop at the campground. And I went in, and like the prints were fucking awful. Like they were so bad, and the hoodies were like sixty bucks, and like the tees were like whatever, like 35, 40 bucks, and they were like a port authority with like a two color print on the front. And I was like, dang, man, they're making really good money on these and they have to be selling them. It's the same thing like my kids, you know, they were like, they were ready to go or not ready to leave camp. And we were kind of like, well, we got to get going, but we'll let you stop at the camp store and like get something or whatever. Mm -hmm. So like that has to happen all the time where like people are leaving camp and they're like, oh, we got to get a souvenir or whatever. And then like, like I said, if it's, you know, busy season or whatever and they got to be selling a decent amount of shirts a day. Like, I didn't know if that's something you can capitalize on. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Um, usually
0: when people come off the boat they get off the boat and they'll, they'll want to get a t-shirt. Um, so that happens a little bit, but also some people get off the, off the lake and they're sunburned and they're tired and they just want to head straight to their car and head home. So, um, I think I could definitely market it a little bit better, you know, getting our shirts out there a little bit more, um, you know, we do online reservations for yeah. the boating company. So I can maybe add something like, you know, you got your boat rental for all day and you, you know, add two t-shirts to your, your rental or, you know, something like that. It might be just a some merch.
1: Yeah.
2: Like throw it in. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Not to, uh, not to bring up the source subject of Disney, but that's what Disney does.
2: Yeah. Did do they do that?
1: Yeah. When you do like the, um, what is it like the wristband thing and like the, the passes for the thing, they have a whole side of that business. That's get a customized like Disney family apparel. You know what I mean? Like the, Mm. I mean, a lot of moms are doing it with like the crickets and stuff, but like, they'll do it as well. Where they're like, Oh, you know, if you go, if you order these shirts or whatever swag you want or whatever, it'll be in the room when you get there. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's kind of the same thing. You could be like, hey, boat run all, and then also have like, do you want a T or a tank for the, you know, whatever, and then you could just have them ready when they're there with the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good idea.
2: So Connor, um, I'm looking, yes. I just Googled it, and it looks like, I was just curious how how big of a lake this is. And it's, it's not quite the size of Lake Tahoe, but it's, it's really big. It's, it's almost as big. And so is this a resort community only? And if so, is that most of your business is that you're printing for other, you know, like, like a lot of resort, um, whether it's hotels or just restaurants and stuff like that. I mean, what's your, what's your main client?
0: Yeah. So, um, the lake is the largest natural lake in California. We don't have a dam. Um, and it's, uh, yeah, we have over a hundred miles of shoreline. So it's, it's a pretty big lake. Um, but yeah, my, my main clientele. So the city I live in, we have 5,000 people. Um, so it's, it's pretty small, um, compared to, you know, bigger cities that are, are neighboring me. Um, but it's not, there's not a ton of resorts. Um, there's not a lot of hotels and stuff. Um, so I'm, I'm still kind of trying to find out who my, my customer is, you know, if I want to work with the schools or work with, you know, people, you know, out of the area that I don't even really see on a day-to-day basis that they don't come into my shop or anything. Um, but right now I'm just, I'm, uh, I, I don't really know who my, my exact client is. Cause I, I have worked with schools. I work with a lot of local businesses, restaurants, um, but yeah, construction companies, but I don't know, you know, how I do really focus on a certain, certain group.
2: How are they, how are those people finding you? I mean, those construction companies and schools stuff like that, how do they find you?
0: Yeah. Right now I think it's mostly, um, word of mouth. Um, you know, I'll do one construction company and then, you know, they tell someone says, Oh, where'd you get your shirts from? Oh, Disney did it. And then they come to me. Um, mm-hmm. mostly I'd say probably 75 to 80% is all word of mouth.
2: Now it's just hilarious because no joke, I was listening to Gary V today um, on some re- pretty recent episode, and he had he was talking about wine. That's why I was listening to it. And they have they just released like I don't know like eight hundred cases of this wine, and um, it's like the first time that they've packaged merch with their sale. And so, in other words, like you buy two bottles of wine and you get a T-shirt. And I was also looking on here and by the way, they're in this wine that he was talking about is from Napa. And it looks like you're just mm-hmm. a few miles from all of that stuff, like Sonoma and Napa and all that, all of those wineries. Maybe that's mm-hmm. your customer. I mean, because, um, I don't know. Wineries just...
1: would be huge. They're just as big as a brewery as far as like selling merch. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good thing. I, um, I should definitely reach out to some, uh, some of the local wineries. Um, the the climate of napa valley is very similar to the climate where i am um so i'm seeing a lot more wineries pop up you know every year there's a couple more wineries um so i think over you know the next 10 years it'll be it'll be big
1: you have to you have to get in on the ground floor of those people like you have to like when they first open or whatever or if you know they're going to open you need to hit up whoever's in charge That's how we've kind of done a couple of the bigger breweries in our area is like when they first started, there was like a thing in New York where they basically, um, like whatever made the law that it was, you could start a brewery like for, for a while, there wasn't anything like that. And then as soon as it like opened up, it was like, there was a million breweries showed up. Mm -hmm. Um, so same kind of thing, like if you can get in on the ground floor, of those wineries showing up in your area, then you might have a customer for a really long time. Yeah. yeah. Um,
0: do some of the wineries and print tote bags, you know, a couple thousand tote bags or something. You know, maybe that's a little bit easier than than a T-shirt or I don't know.
1: Yeah. Andy, this something I've been thinking about recently, and I've actually been kind of like scouring the Internet and getting photos together and stuff. And I think we might have talked about it a little bit before, but what do you guys think of? like a brewery or something like that where you know they have a, the possibility to sell a ton of merch but they might not be merch focused in like having an employee who's like very thinking about merch like i feel like breweries can sell a lot of stuff they just might not have like a good display or a good like inventory system or whatever like i've been toying with the idea of like having my dad build displays hmm And then we stock their merch at the place. And then we keep track of the inventory on like Shopify or something. And then when we see it getting low, we'll just take like a new order down and restock their shelves. But it's like a whole like, Hey, let's sit down with you guys and design a display. Cause I feel like they know they could sell more. They just don't have the time and patience to put into it. And we have the expertise of being able to make the merch and make the display. Yeah. So Why not work together? I
2: I think we've talked about this before. It's been probably a year at least, but that's actually what Chad used to do. Like Chad, when he's editing this, he's going to have a smile on his face because we had this program that almost is what exactly what you're describing. So we, our idea is, is, was the same thing. So you're going to, you're going to approach a winery or a brewery or a restaurant, let's say that's really popular. And they're really good at doing those things, but they're, let's say they're not very good at t-shirts, right? And so that's what you're really good at. And with uh, like no risk to them, you know, because we were going to, we were going to, um, all the risk was going to be on us. We were going to come up with five designs. Let's say we were going to print the shirts and stock them at their location on a nice display and then show up there once a month and count inventory. (laughs) And if like, and then get rid of the, of the least- popular design and then replace it with something else, you know. And then right. um
1: we were But you were you were hand counting the inventory, you didn't have like a system that you could check like online or anything.
2: Well, that's also we this is the thing like we never really developed it. So we got to the point where we ordered a we didn't build a display, we found one that was I don't know, I want to say it was like a couple hundred dollars. You know, basically just the type of what's that like black pipe looking, you know, racks you've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And modern we modern like, looking
0: kind had, of clothes hanger.
2: Modern looking. It had some wood on it, yeah. I think, on the bottom maybe as a shelf or something. And we we're gonna, um, um, so we bought one and we actually put it and printed something for somebody. Chad'll remember this. I just can't remember who. And then we just, it just fell apart. I think it was a COVID thing. That's, that's my, maybe what it was is that we, yeah. we started to do this and then it just, everything fell apart and we never pursued it again. But I think it's a really good idea, Dylan. I mean, I'm absolutely 100% positive that it would work. You just have to be able to like iron out the details. Yeah. Of it. I, think,
1: yeah I think there's this one brewery that we're like, again, like we started with them when they started and we've been together for a really long time and they do really, really well. And they have like four locations now and everything else. And um i kind of want to like sit down with them and be like hey this is something new i'm trying out and i know you're like we've had a couple meetings about like you know hey we should do an online store because they don't have an online store for merch and like we're also talking about all this other stuff and i'm like what if we just set up the whole thing Mm -hmm. like we'll give you a shopify you can scan in all the merch through the shopify store that way i can see inventory everything and then when it starts to get low we reprint we bring it down we set it up again and We could even come down and tidy it up every so often and make sure everything's like good to go and then, you know, figure out some kind of pay thing with it. But I wouldn't even care if it was just me being able to print more merch for them, not necessarily make money on like doing the display stuff. Because for me, I know for a fact they could sell way more merch than they sell now and they sell a fuckload of merch if it was displayed well in every location. Yeah, that's a good point. So. I like it. I feel like they just don't know what they don't know. You know what I mean? Like they're trying to run a brewery, like a popular brewery. They're not thinking about like, they're making money hand over fist in like the beverage market. They're not thinking about like selling a Mm t-shirt.
2: Yeah. I think that logistically it would probably take some, you know, some doing, you would have to have a team, you know, it's not uh, for us anyway. I don't have anybody that can even do that right now to actually physically go out to a location and, you know, restock and stuff like that. I just, we don't yeah. have anybody. You know? I just feel
1: like it's one of those things where I wouldn't mind taking it on as a project and get it up and running and get get it working good with them. And then I can hand it off to an employee or hire someone new and be like, hey, th- you're in charge of this from here on out. Yeah, I get three
0: or four or five locations and they could, that could be their job kind of going around each location, checking, stocking, and, you know, tidying it up and, yeah, you know, yeah, seeing how it's working for them.
1: Definitely worth someone's payroll at least.
2: So Connor, I saw that you finally got a auto.
1: Yes, I
0: did. I made the jump.
2: <laughs> so how's it going?
0: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good learning curve. You know, um, quite a bit different than printing manually. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely been a time saver um, between managing my my boating business that I'm working. I'm working there five days a week. Um, and then doing screen printing on, on the evenings and mornings and my two days off, um, it makes it doable where I can print, uh, you know, 200 piece order, you know, in it, you know, a lot quicker time than on the manual. Um, so I, I went with the smaller footprint, um, to fit it in my garage and, uh, yeah, it's been working out really well.
2: So that's where your shop is. It's a garage shop. You're saying?
0: Yeah. So, um, I started at my parents' house, um, about three years ago. And, uh, during that process, I was in in the process of building my own house. Um, and so when I was designing my house and and building it, I said, you know, I want a I want a bigger garage. I want as big of a garage as I can afford. Um, so I can have my, my print shop kind of at my house, you know, for, for the next few years. Um, so yeah, it was, it was nice when I was designing the house. I had them install a bunch of different, um, ventilation fans and stuff. One right by my washout booth. Um, and then all my, my power and stuff. I, uh, unfortunately I couldn't get through three phase, um, out here cause I'm, I'm in a residential area. Uh, but yeah, having a big garage was, was one of the, the main things I was looking for.
1: Now, how well did you do with planning versus what actually happened and what needs to happen? Did you do good? Like you were like, Oh, all your outlets are in a good spot and everything's good or what?
0: Yeah. I mean, I could definitely look around and, and change a few things around. Um, one of the main things being, um, I didn't think I was ever going to get an auto or at least within the next, you know, three or five years, I thought I was going to be a manual for, for a while. Um, so I didn't even think about putting an auto in here. Um, so right in the middle of my shop, I have a bunch of posts that go up and down. Um, so when I was working with getting the auto, trying to find the right footprint, uh, that's one of the stumbling points. Um, especially with the, the diamond back. So I have a diamond back six color, eight station. Um, and the, the screen slide in from the back. So I had to really make sure I was away from the wall enough where I can slide a screen in. Um, right. and just kind of strategically plan that a little bit.
1: So you were one of those shops where you're not necessarily trying to grow. You're just trying to make it more efficient so that you're, you have more, well, you can get more done in less time so that you can focus on the boating business and your side hustle.
0: Definitely. So I, I would like to grow. Um, you know, as as big as I can while still maintaining my other full-time job. Um, So that, that's kind of a stumbling spot for me because my, the screen printing is taking off quite a bit more than I thought it was going to, um, which is good. Mm -hmm. It's all good. But um, right now I'm just working by myself. I have no employees.
1: So
0: Um, so I'm really trying to figure out how to do that.
2: Why are you still one foot in, you know, the family business and, one foot in the side hustle or maybe even sounds like probably more even in the family business. Are you able to find somebody to replace you in the boating and Disney, what's it called? Disney boating rentals, Disney boat yep, rentals. Boat rentals. Um, mm-hmm. um, like, uh, is there someone that can then, you know, pick up and do things, whatever your role is so that you can transition over to, to screen printing full time?
0: Yeah, that would be uh, that would be something to look into. Um, right now I haven't really thought about that a whole lot. Um, just because, so there's five, five owners at the boat rental shop right now. Um, my mom, dad, and uncle started the business back in uh, 1983 and they're just now transitioning out of the boat rentals. They're trying to take more time off and, um, you know, travel a little bit more. Um, so right now it's just me and my brother working at, Mm. uh, the boat rentals kind of full time and we have, uh, seasonal employees. We have about a crew of about 15 15 to 20 people on, on, you know, each year. Um, so trying, yeah. So we have, uh, 10 pontoon boats, um, six ski boats. Um, what else we have And about eight wave runners and a bunch of kayaks and paddle boards and all that stuff. So it's a, it's a decent sized Marina. It's, it's pretty big, um, for, for two people to manage.
1: Yeah. And you guys are busy with that kind of stuff? Like it's very, seems like it'd be a popular thing, especially in the summer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the summer, so we're uh, a seasonal business. Um, we operate from March until uh, about October every year. Um, so I can really focus on my screen printing in the wintertime. I can really crank out those big jobs and stuff and it's a lot easier to manage. Um, but in the summertime, especially in the months of, june july and august those are our our top top three months um i'm trying to figure out how to manage it all which is it's it's a little bit difficult trying to manage two full-time jobs
1: yeah what do you and you're not going to hurt anybody here's feelings but what are you more passionate about are you more passionate about the boat stuff or about screen printing
0: um right now i'd say screen printing's really got my attention um especially with the fact that I'm kind of growing pretty quick. Um,
1: well, but, and, it's, and it's yours, you know what I mean? It's, it's solely you and you're growing it and you're doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's the one thing I, uh, I always talk to my brother, um, at work every day. And, uh, I tell him, you know, when I make a decision down at the boat rentals, I have to talk to him, my uncle, my mom and dad. And, um, with the screen printing, it's like, if I want to get an auto, I just, I just pull the trigger and get an auto. I don't have to, you know, really think about it. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm wondering, I mean, it seems like you want to have the diversification that you have, like you're, you're in two different, totally different spaces and you can be profitable and make money doing both. And I don't think you should give up one or the other. I just, it's hard enough for a lot of screen printers, especially some like kind of like a one man show to handle the one man show. Mm -hmm. But you also have like a full time job, fucking nine to five (laughs) on a family business that you still have to be the owner, basically, or the manager, Mm -hmm. and then come home to a growing screen printing shop. Like, it seems like, do you have a regular life outside of that? Not really. No,
0: (laughs) it's uh, it's, uh, eight (laughs) days of work, Uh, eight days a week. I'm working right now, which is a little bit difficult with, you know, trying to find th- time to do things that I want to do. Um, so I, I think right now what I what I would do to, uh, you know, alleviate some of the, the pressure and stress is to hire someone to just do my printing. You know, I, I can get a job set up or two jobs set up and have them just come in, print the job.
2: So um, I was thinking like along those same lines. However, you're out of your house. And so are you limited? Like who could come to your garage? Let's say so. So let's say you have to hire somebody or let's say you decide to hire somebody. They come in and you leave like you actually go to the lake. Right. And so you're not even mm-hmm. at your house. And so that person, not only do you have to trust that person to run your shop, but they're also going to be at your house, you know, so it's sort of complicated. And so I was thinking to myself, OK, well, do you do that or do you hire somebody to do what you do at the at the marina? You know what I mean, and then you do the the printing yeah. or whatever you're doing, you know, um, out of your at, at the shop at home. So that's kind of tough.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really tough. Um, when you had an auto in your garage, is that right, Andy?
2: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Did Did you um, ever have an employee come over to your your house and and work while you weren't there, or or would you have someone come over and work um, alongside with you?
2: Um, definitely. So I had several. It's illegal. It was illegal. Like I, it wasn't, I wasn't allowed or I think there was some sort of like, I don't know, you could have, every city's different, but the city I was in at the time, we, I could occupy, it was something like 400 square feet out of my house or something to be a business. Um, we never mm-hmm. had a sign or anything like that. we got away with so much because we were on a dead end, but I had probably two people in production and one designer um and the designer was actually in our house, you know, not in the garage. They were inside
1: <laughs> in your living room eating Doritos <laughs> yeah. on your couch. You
2: know, because well, and I became, you know, we became friends, so it was fine. You know, like it didn't. Um, you know, it's not like now where it has to be more professional. I guess you know, and so it was just a whole different vibe. But I, I think that um, the to answer the to answer the question, no, I don't. I I was almost always there. Like I was. I can't remember ever not being there. If it and if I and if I did leave, it was just for an hour or something at the most. Maybe I had to go wash some screens or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, um, so no, the they were and it wasn't like I didn't trust them. It's just that you know I don't know. You're at I'm at my house, and so it's yeah. sort of it just adds this whole another level of it's just tricky. Um, and so,
1: well, oh, you. You also said that it's growing. Is it, is there decent real estate near you where you could just not have it at your house and have its own shop?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's something I want to, um, look into. Um, I think I, I would like to keep it, you know, at my house as long as I can until I kind of outgrow it. Um, Mm -hmm. just so I'm not, you know, printing to, to pay the the rent on the space or whatever. I want to, you know, still be profitable if I, if I move to a different, a different location. Um, and I, I, when I built the the shop down here, I have, uh, it's about 1500 square feet. So it's, you know, I can, I can fit a decent amount of stuff in here, but, um, yeah, it's something to look into.
1: So how's things right now then? Like you, you were saying, you know, you're working both jobs and all this other stuff, but also right now we're dealing with like pandemic aftermath and shortages and ups and downs. Like I know for me, this weird, this year has been super fucking weird. Like we, here we are in like middle of summer and I'm kind of like, we have work, but I'm not slammed. Mm. Like last year I was probably four weeks out right now. Like, are you feeling that with both businesses or is one not like kind of recession proof? It seems like people don't give a fuck and they, they would go to the lake regardless yeah yeah um, i think but with screen printing are you seeing dips or are you okay
0: uh right now the screen printing is doing pretty good i did notice a dip in the month of july um and when i listened to your guys's episodes i when you said you guys were slow too i was like oh geez i'm I'm glad it's not just me i'm, I'm glad there's other people out there that are slow right now um so that was weird because i think the previous year july was pretty you know a, a little bit better than this year Um, yeah. And yeah, so I'm, I'm just trying to slowly grow, you know, each month a little bit better than the the previous year. Um, and I I think I'm, I'm on track. I'm doing a little bit better than last year, um, which is good. And the boating business is, uh, it it was the weirdest thing with the pandemic. Um, we were the busiest we've ever been. Um, I think because people were trying to stay local and they were trying to not not fly anywhere and you know stay within a couple hours at home
1: well they didn't have to go to work either so they were like well i guess i'll go to the lake like yeah it was the same with like like home depot and shit like they were out of everything because everyone was doing diy home projects it's like they had nothing else to do so like that's what's cool that i see that you have going on and i'm kind of envious is like i me and Andy have talked, I mean, we were talking about what opening a fucking gas station. <laughs> um, all kinds of things. Like, yeah, that's one of the things. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> I want to have something, I want to start a business or put my money in something that's, like, totally unrelated. Like, something where, like, if screen printing goes to hell, I still have this thing, or I have five things, or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you can put your money in real estate, like everyone else, that's fine, mm-hmm. but, like, I kind of want to do a business that's, like, have that spirit of, like, starting over and doing, like, all the learning and from scratch and fucking up and starting over thing. Like, I kind of want to do that all over again.
0: Yeah, that, that's a good good way to diversify yourself. If you got a lake near you, you should start a boat rental
1: business. I do have a lake, but unfortunately, it's owned by the Army Corps, and they won't let you do anything on it. Oh, gotcha.
2: <laughs> I think um, I like the idea of you staying put, you know, like, so in contrast to Bob, who we talked to, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. So we we were sort of like, he, he's in his basement, and he can't put an auto down there, right? So he's sort of like, hey, if I need to automate, I've got to I, I can't be here, I have to actually get a shop. Where in mm-hmm. your circumstance, you've got an auto, you know, yours is in the garage. And so you have you have it set up. I mean, I was in my garage for a little over five years, not with an auto, but I had manuals for three yeah, the years. Thing and...
1: is, the thing is, is, he kind of cheated the system. Who did? Like he, he didn't put a screen printing shop in his already existing garage. He built the fucking garage for a screen print shop.
2: You're saying it's so, add on like or it's in your, it's not attached to your house.
1: No, it is. It's uh it's so basically
0: the, the house the footprint is 1500 square feet so i made the whole bottom of the house just a, a big garage, a garage. It's, it's about it oh it's like a walkout or something you're saying okay yeah it's yeah um, so it's kind of built into the hillside and and the house is on top of it
1: yeah but that's what you were saying is that you were working out of your parents. like you're basically already in the second phase of your growth where you moved out of your parents house <laughs> and instead of instead of going into like another space that you're leasing, you basically were already in the plans of building your own home. And you were like, all right, well, I'll make the garage, my shop and I'll plan out my electrical, and my plumbing and everything. So like you're in that second phase. You're not, I mean, technically you're still home, but like you built a fucking shop. Like you, you have that, you know what I mean? I think the only thing that you can't do or the thing that's bothering you is that you, don't want to hire people to work out of your garage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's definitely it. I, I don't necessarily want to have anybody here that's not, you know, like my best friend or something. So, um, right. But it's kind of nice because I'm I'm trying to possibly recruit some, some of the employees from the boat rental business. I'm saying, Hey, what are you guys doing in the fall? Like do you want to learn how to print some t-shirts? I can, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of figuring out who might be able to help me out um based on where their skills are at, at the boat shop
1: is that a good way to shoot yourself in the foot though because if you piss them off in the screen printing side then they're not going to want to work for you at the boat place that's
2: true huh <laughs> well so don't i guess piss i'll them have
1: off. to tram to be an
0: excellent screen printer and they will probably never go back to the boat rental
2: <laughs> yeah Exactly. I don't know. I, I, if I were you, I would stay put. I like the idea. I mean, you just got the auto. You just installed it in there. Yeah, sure. You can't really hire somebody, or, or maybe you could find the right person that could be there without you being there. I mean, that's that's possible. But I would stay there, um, especially knowing what's about to happen, or not knowing what's happening with the economy in the second half of the year. You could just kind of do a wait and see thing. I mean, just like you said, your busiest times are right now. Maybe you've already thought all this through, you know, and we're just you're just like, Yeah, guys, I got it figured out. But I like the idea if I were- Yeah, but we're trying to
1: work we're trying to work through it so everyone else who's listening can work through it for their own shit. Right. So
2: Yeah, so maybe you stay there. Um, you slow down um at the end of the summer with the boat rental and you're able to get away more and mm-hmm. you can work in the off season to just grow your screen printing side of things. I don't know how much you could grow up, but you could spend, you know, a lot of that time in marketing and things like that. And so and then see where you're at in twenty twenty three um you know when when it gets busy again and then then maybe make a move or something like that but i would I'd be happy like with with what you have right there sometimes i I wish I were back you know in the garage and just in in those days without a three thousand dollar uh plus three thousand dollar power bill and then all those other things you know what I mean and so like <clears throat> yeah it's not so bad and i think uh, especially being in a basement you know because like, it's probably kind of cool down down yeah. there or yeah, cooler it's,
0: it's today i think the high is about 103 um and then in the shop down here it's about i think 78 or 79 there you go so it, it's pretty nice to start outside
1: mm-hmm. and you said you're in a hill too right mm-hmm. so that's kind of yeah
0: yeah it's um so when i bought the property it's uh it was a pretty hilly hilly lot um so i i had to excavate quite a bit and uh doing so i Right. had a big, big cement block wall, um, and it kind of acts as the perfect uh, insulator for the summertime.
2: I was going to ask, because you sort of hit on it uh, a minute ago, and that is, I had two things. One, what was the hardest thing to learn going from manual to auto? And then two, what's the biggest tip, since you just went through it, like the biggest tip um, you know, like during the transition?
0: Yeah, so the, I think the hardest part um, was, and, and I'm still learning all about it, but just the, the setting up, um, going from, you know, slapping ink on a screen, grabbing a squeegee and, and start printing shirts um, to now, you know, figuring out the right pressure, the right speed, um, you know, making sure the flood bar is just barely off the screen so it doesn't double image. Um, a lot of those things I had a a little bit of a difficulty with. Um, so I'm still, I mean, basically right now, it doesn't matter if I I have a 12 piece order or, you know, 200 piece order, I'm trying to put everything on, uh, on the auto just so I can have the practice of, you know, using it, getting, getting used to it. You're Um, never going to go back. Yeah. That's what, and that's what I hear. I I hear, uh, you know, once you have the auto just to, to stick with it.
1: Especially once you get like your, you know, are using like Tri-Lock and all that stuff? Not yet. No. So the exposure unit I have is a, a basic, it's a small
0: 20 by 24, um, just barely big enough. It has one of those foam pads that you kind of clamp down. Um, yeah, so when I got the auto, the- I didn't even think about the bigger screens and not being able to expose it properly. So I kind of got a janky setup. I have like a a piece of aluminum that I set on top of the foam and I put two gallons of ink and I kind of compress it. And, um, it's definitely less than ideal. So I, I think the next piece of equipment I want to invest in is a, a different exposure, um, and a tri Yeah.
1: I'll be selling a starlight here pretty soon. So I'll hit you up.
0: Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. <laughs> I got my auto through, um, Dave and Brian McLean and, uh, I have Dave kind of, looking for me. I said, Dave, anytime you si- see like a, a try lock or a nice exposure unit, you know, let me know. Um, cause he's, he's kind of local. I, he, he lives, um, a little bit South of me. So I try to call him once every couple weeks and see if he's found anything.
1: How has that been you? So you got something refurbished from them? Is that what you got?
0: Yeah. So I got it used. Um, I was kinda, I was thinking, do I buy it new, do I buy used? Um, And I figured, you know, this, this seemed like a pretty good deal. Um, and just so I, I I got it through them and they gave me a a nice kind of warranty on it. You know, if anything breaks within a certain amount of days, they'll, they'll help me out. Um, so I knew I was getting a quality unit. I didn't want to buy some used thing that was sitting in a crate. Um, so working with them was, was pretty easy.
1: So how long did it take from like buying it to having it running at your place then? Uh, so
0: I, I got it, um, probably about three weeks, um, from when I got it to having it installed and up and running. Um, I'm
1: so jealous. of
0: (laughs) Yeah, it worked out pretty good. The, um, the shop that I got it from was getting a new auto. Um, so they had the tech out there. They uninstalled the old auto, this, this one that I have put their new one in, they shipped it out here. Um, and then I had to get a tech up here. Installed it um, in about one day and uh, taught me how to use it a little bit and said, you know, kind of good luck. Here you go. Um, it's difficult because I'm, I'm about yeah. two or three hours away from uh, the closest tech. So having them come out here is, you know, kind of pricey to have, teach, have them teach me all about it and stuff. Um, so I tried yeah. to absorb as much as I, I could when he was out here installing it. And then, uh, you know, I'll give them a call every once in a while if I need, you know, some questions or whatever.
1: So did they did they refurbish anything? Did they replace any parts? Or you just straight up took it apart from they disassembled it and then reassembled it?
0: Uh, as far as I know, I think they um, did some kind of maintenance on it when they took it apart. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they did. Um, but they said that they, they kind of tuned it up a little bit and then shipped it out here and... Yeah.
1: Was there anything in that process that you weren't ready for or you didn't think of when you got it as far as like power or chiller or air compressor or anything?
0: Um, the one thing I didn't really plan for was my compressor. Um, like I said, I didn't know I was going to be in my my new house with the auto. Um, and being in a residential area, I don't want my compressor outside you know, if I'm printing at 10 o'clock at night, you know, I don't want my compressor kicking on every five minutes or whatever. Um, so I didn't really plan for that. So I had the compressor in the garage. Um, and then that started to be a little bit difficult because I didn't buy a nice, you know, rotary screw. I got kind of just the Ingersoll Rand that would do the job, but it's it's pretty loud. So, um, I didn't plan that Mm -hmm. well for that part. Um, but my dad's—he's pretty handy, so uh, he said, you know, we can do some framing. We can make a little building inside your building, and we can make a soundproof box. And so he really helped me out with um, making it a little bit quieter. And I got, you know, a ventilation fan that goes in there, and uh, some filters to, you know, get, you know, all the air out and stuff. And it's it's pretty good. And, right. and I I kind of worked with you know what I had on that part.
1: If you had to do it all over again, would you change anything?
0: Um, I might make like a a specific room for the compressor, you know, like a small, like actually framed into the house, um, for the compressor or, or better yet, maybe put it outside and make it like a soundproof box on the outside of the house, um, plan that way a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I'm pretty happy with that.
1: For the amount of money to build a room and do all that, you could have just got the rotary screw and it would have been quieter anyway.
0: I know. I know. I I looked at some of those new ones and it was a, a, a pretty price tag on those. So I decided to go with the cheap route for mm-hmm. now. Um, but how, how's your compressor working out? I, I saw you just got a, a nice, a big, nice compressor.
1: Oh, uh, it died five days in. That's not good. <laughs> I called Ingersoll and they kind of like, wouldn't answer my question. They were just like, "Yeah, well, send out a tech." The guy was here probably two minutes. Like he came over, opened the side of the cabinet, like literally, like smacked the side of the motor, and he's like, "He's like, yeah, it's this part." He's like, "I'm pretty." Uh, he's like, "To be honest with you, we kind of knew these were faulty in these new units, and we were just kind of hoping it wouldn't go bad." And I'm like, "Well, that's fucking cool." Like yeah.
0: <laughs> someone that relies uh-oh. on compressed air, you probably should have. Sent out a, you know, some kind of notice or something.
1: Right. Well, the thing is they were trying to get away with it because the thing is they, they made a new version of that part to put in to fix the problem, but they don't have any because of the shortages like they're oh. ordered. So they're still selling the compressor with the shitty part in it, knowing full well that it's shitty and could break and just hoping they can get by until the new parts come in. So the dude like told me this, which was funny to me. Like, why would you fucking tell me that? <laughs> yeah. Um. So he like took the part off and like cleaned it, lubed it, put it back together. And it's been working ever since he's like, it, you should be fine until the new part comes in. Hopefully. But like literally that moment I called, uh, well, I went online to home Depot and ordered like a, whatever it is. I don't even know. It's a Husky, you know, 12 cfm or something air compressor to where if we have jobs that have to get done i can hook it up to a press and like get some jobs out the door Mm
2: -hmm. so um a couple things one i'm sorry because i recommended this uh not that actual compressor but the brand Um, and number two, I guess, is that it didn't die. I mean, that was a little bit of an exaggeration. It stopped working.
1: Well, it's dead to me if it doesn't (laughs) fucking work. (laughs) But it, it
2: didn't like die, die, like you had to throw it away, you know? And so you got this other part. My question to you is that when it's almost like, it sounds like it's a recall, are they gonna give you once that new part comes in, are they gonna swap out the part like no charge, the new part and the labor and all that? Yeah, they're gonna
1: well I mean it's fucking five days old, so they're gonna come out and they're gonna swap out the part. I mean, I paid fifteen grand for the air compressor. Yeah. Like they better fucking send someone out to fix it. So I mean it's under the funny part is is I pulled I pulled an Ingersoll Rand out of there that I've been running strong for the last 13 years and replace it with a brand new one with all these like fancy gadgets on it and energy efficient blah 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 and that fucking dies 5 days in.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, like, the other thing I guess the final thing is is that we did what Frank told us to do like last year and that is have a backup compressor. You know, and so both yeah. you and I bought a a similar style compressor that if this happens again we can run a press or two or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Well, like I said,
1: I, I ended up running to my house and I had this like little, like, I don't even know what it is, like two horse air compressor that I used to literally pump like bike tires up and lawnmower tires and like shit at home. And I brought it down and I had, I hooked it up to the sportsman and it, it ran a lot, but it did shut off. Like it didn't like fucking burn the motor out, but like we had two or three jobs that had to go out that day. So. I brought the air compressor down, hooked it up. We printed those jobs and it went out. But like I said, it was just like not having that bigger backup really kind of screwed us. Not only did it like for me personally, like suck because we were down. But like, what about all the employees that were here that were like, uh, I guess I, I guess I can go home. But the thing is, is like, I told them like I'm covering today, like it's a paid day. So like I couldn't do, I, I mean, I could, but like. I don't want to do that for a week where I'm like, all right, you guys just have a free paid week vacation because I don't have an air compressor. That sucks.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good to know that you can, you can use a little one. You can use a little one in a pinch. I, I didn't even know that. I thought I had to have a certain amount of CFM to even run it. So that's good for me
1: to know. I can, I can, I mean, pick you, up need, a cheap you, one. Need, you need enough air for sure. But realistically, like the, the sportsman says it's like nine CFM or whatever. But that's also rated at, like, if every head, like, if you're printing an eight color, you know what I mean? At full speed and everything. Definitely. Um, I'm, I was doing, like, a, like a two-color print, like, slowly. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it definitely worked, but, like I said, it kicked on probably every spin to catch up. Um, but I would just, like I said, I would recommend to anybody to not just have, you have to have basically two of everything. Like the only thing I don't have two of is an eye image, which is also terrifying too. And I've had that where like, it goes down and you're like, uh, I guess we could print films, but I also don't have like glass on my exposure unit and Mm. you know, all these things. So like we've made it work before, but it still, it sucks like not having a backup system, especially when you have a good amount of employees. Yeah.
0: I'm sure it's got, a little more stress on you than you know if my compressor goes out
1: <laughs> Lisa I'm not concerned necessarily with the workload or with getting things done I'm more concerned with the employees coming in and staring at you and you're like they're like what the fuck like what do you want me to do now yeah. and I'm like uh I guess you guys can go home mm-hmm. so I don't know but what uh what's next for you man what's what's next for the, sh- the shop I guess yeah.
0: I think I'm just going to try to con- try to consistently grow um, year to year without going too crazy. Um, trying to find someone that I trust that, you know, will be able to run the auto if I teach them and stuff. Um, right. I, I I think I messaged, I messaged Andy about uh, I was possibly going to do a 5,000 piece order contract. Um, someone sent me an email and I said, I said, can you do 5,000 pieces? And I said, I got an auto, I, I can do 5,000 pieces. And that was a little bit scary for me because I, I have no employees and I've never done 5,000 pieces. Um, but, you know, I messaged a few people and asked what, what they suggested I do. And they said, you know, get someone at the end of the dryer, get someone to help you with, you know, just moving stuff around and, you know, just, just get it done. So...
1: Yeah, it's almost harder to move everything around and do the folding and, you know, sorting than it is to actually print the job.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Just trying to find enough room for, for three pallets and, you know, moving it around and doing the front and then storing them somewhere and then doing the, the neck tag. I was, you know, it was going to be a, a bit of a, a project for me, but I was ready to take it on. Uh, unfortunately, my, my price was a little bit too high, but I told myself from the get go, I said, you know, I, I gotta make a decent amount on this. I'm not going to go crazy, you know, staying up all night to, to get this order out if I'm not going to make uh, a decent amount per shirt. So I stick true with my pricing and uh, they didn't want to go with it. So, you know, but now I have the experience, you know, I know what to do and how to do it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That's the sad thing with a lot of that stuff is they're really shopping for the lowest price. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, uh, he, he asked me a couple of times, you know, can you take a little bit off? So I, I adjusted a little bit. I, I tried to help out if I could. Um, and then I started quoting or, or I called uh multi craft and I said, how much is the ink going to cost? And then I, I was kind of surprised on how, you know, how much all the ink would cost. So I, I kind of had to factor that into my, my price and, um, but yeah, just at, at the end of the day, it was kind of like a relief a little bit. I, I didn't have to manage 5,000 pieces. Um, but then again, it was a little bit of a bummer cause I was looking forward to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I kind of ran into that a little while ago where I, me and Andy both got offered to do hot market. And when I came to terms with the fact that I was just going to tell them, no, I felt relief. I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to do this. Like, I don't want to. And then, uh, me and Andy both had a blood pact where we like cut our hands and like shook <laughs> on it and said like we're going to go down. We're going to go down together. And then when I said no, he took the job anyway. Hmm. You
0: said hot market. (laughs) Is that when, uh, you know, you don't know what you're going to print until, you know, a couple hours before is that.
1: Well, you know what you're going to print. It's just, you don't know if you're going to print it at all because they Uh, need to win. Yeah. So, and then Andy's team didn't win. So he had to send it all back, but, uh,
0: well, how does that work for you, Andy? Do you have to, um, pay restocking fees on that? Or do you have, how, how does that work? If you have all these, these garments getting ready to print and then your team loses and you don't have the job or, or how does that work?
2: Um. Well, a couple of things, the story didn't happen exactly like Dylan just told it, <laughs> which um, most of those stories are embellished. So I'm sure everybody already knew that, but the the um how that works is is well one they weren't my shirts they were nike um through it was for fanatics i guess i can say it's not a big deal and so a lot of people have been approached by fanatics whenever you're if you're in a city a major city that has a major league team right um you're you're approached by fanatics most of the time and you fill out like a dna a shop dna that says you have docs and you have this many presses with this many heads and all this kind of stuff And we did that and um, so they delivered the shirts here and um, we set up three or two. I can't remember. We set up maybe two presses and had the team ready and practice and all that sort of stuff and got it approved. And if they were to lose, you're paid. There's a fee schedule that says, okay, you know, we, we pay you for each press setup and we pay you for the screens and we pay you for unloading. You know the trucks and then loading back on to the trucks, and so it's not like a lot of money or anything, but it gets your you get like your costs back. Like we didn't lose anything. Mm-hmm. if That makes sense. Um, but you know, I almost sort of like what Dylan said. It's it's a bit of a relief in that instance, only because with that one we we're printing overnight. It was uh you know it was a Super Bowl, and basically when the team when the game's over, you know, you go and fire up the press and start printing, and that's kind of fun. And everybody mm-hmm. was down, I had, I think, 14 or 15 people down to do it. And we were getting ready, you know, like we were on a group chat, a uh, group text, and we we're waiting for the moment. And um, what that was going to do, though, is like, totally fuck our Monday, because basically you're printing all night, you know, through the night, and you finish, I think it's like at 6am or Sunday whatever night. it was, Sunday night. And then you're and then you basically not running production, normal production on Monday, and so you've... You've got to, you know, think to yourself, am I making double what I would normally make in a shift or at least a lot more or why even bother, you know, just like run it during just why, why don't we just come and run the normal shift? You know what I mean? And so it was fun. I think that's why people wanted to do it is because it was just something different um, and, and it sounded kind of fun. And so we went for it and it happened to be that the team lost. And so um, it was, we learned just like you, you said a minute ago, though, we learned a whole lot, you know, because... Um, we had set up for it. We worked with, with fanatics and they were great to work with. And we worked with, we got a new ink in here. We actually moved a press, um, because of it, you know, it forced us sort of like when you're having company and you clean your house, you know, you sort of just get ready for it. That's what we did. And so it made us better. And so I regret it zero. Um, I, I took a shot at it and I thought it would be cool and it didn't work out. We have had hot market printing though, when it did work out. Um, and so it's just that that one didn't. And Dylan, I'm sorry for um, breaking our blood pact on that one. And you
1: didn't. I'm, you, just being, I'm just being a dick. You
2: can um, find me out on my yacht um, in one day and just be standing mm-hmm. there and just like waste me. I deserve it. Right. I betrayed you.
1: Right. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll decide to save you. You'll spare me. Dylan, have you done hot, hot market stuff like
0: that before? Have you done uh, anything like that?
1: We've been asked, we've been asked two or three times. Um, cause in New York, there's a couple of teams that like, I'm kind of in the middle. So like, there's like New York city, Buffalo, Syracuse, all this stuff. Um, I've turned it down every time. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is like, I'm just not like, I could do it. Like Andy said, you could do it for the fun and for the experience and for the, you know, I can say and hang a shirt on my wall that says I printed for the Super Bowl or whatever that's all cool. But like, in reality, I'm not set up for it. Cause it's not just, it's not just take the shirts out of the box, put them on a cart, print them, put them back in the box. It's like, you have to literally like sticker them and then like fold them by a certain amount per box that they want and all this other stuff. And it's just like, like I said, the logistics of getting them in, putting them out, sorting them, all this other stuff. Like we're not set up for that. And like I said, we could do it, but with the money that they were offering, like they were basically just like, hey, we need this, 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 and this. It's going to be an eight color print and you got to put these holographic stickers on and all this folding and all this other stuff. And they're like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you, I don't even remember what it was, like a fifty a shirt total. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, dude. Not worth it, Yeah no thanks
2: that was his reply yeah, and the and email. Other... nah dude <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah
0: and I have at no the end problem saying nah dude do you have to have it like do you have to have a driver there and you actually like drive them to the event or, how they, does that, they, or... They, they...
1: they have like a, they have like a truck driver yeah. that like shows up at a specific time it's super pro
2: like they have it all worked yeah. out so there was actually going to be
1: two yeah players. they're real they're really good at it and yeah. like they have it down to a science mm-hmm. but I'm just saying like for us the manufacturer it's like hey you're gonna make a dollar fifty a shirt, but you're gonna have to have 15 employees here and ready, and like Andy said, work through the night, and then your whole day of normal production where you would make profit is it it speed up
0: Yeah, and, yeah,
1: everyone's schedules messed yeah, up. Yeah, it throws everybody off for the week, and it you have to like Andy fucking move to press. Like, I'm just saying, like there's a lot of stuff where you're like, holy shit, I gotta get this done, and you're really, you know, we could make a dollar fifty a shirt and be like, oh my god, it was fifteen thousand shirts, but it's like, cool, I could do a couple hundred shirts per job for the day, the next day and make six, seven bucks a shirt and be just as profitable. So yeah. And at the time
2: though, it came at the, like a perfect time of year for us. Cause it was whenever the Super Bowl is January, February, wherever we were slow, you know, slow ish. Yeah, and so time. like we had, we had room to print it. And so it was like kind of, it was a good thing. It wasn't like we were in overtime a month out, you know, or anything like that at, the, at that moment. So there was a lot of, a lot of reasons well, I can, why
1: I can complain all I want, but in reality, like I just wish the money was a little bit better. I still would have, I would have done it because of the experience. Like I would mm-hmm. like to hang up a shirt on my wall that says like I did a Buffalo Bills shirt for the Super Bowl, you know, whatever. Like I would like that. Like I'm not knocking it. It's just, I think at that time I just made that decision of like, I don't, I I can't like, I don't want to like, I want it for me as an owner, but the employees don't want to work from fucking midnight to, you know, 9am or, you know, whatever it is, 10pm to 6am or whatever it was going to be. I asked them, they were pretty stoked.
2: Like they were, they wanted to do it. Like I did did, like
1: a sign up sheet or something. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's a good way to do it. I think you gotta
0: have your whole team behind you. You can't just do that. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, require people to come in because then you know no one's gonna like that but if you know you have a sign-up sheet and people are stoked to do it then you know that's pretty cool all
1: right i think i could have had them do it like they would have willingly came in and do it and i we've had that with the band stuff before where i turned something down and i told one of the employees like what band it was for and they were like are you fucking kidding me i would have (laughs) came in all weekend in front of those i'm just like yeah dude like that's cool but it's just not, it's not really worth it sometimes. Yeah. Well, Connor, do you have, uh, any questions for us? Yeah. I, I wrote down a
0: few, um, tried to come up with a list. Um, my first question, and I I don't know if we kind of answered it already or not, but, um, if you guys could go back in time and you were a shop my size, you know, solo employee working at your garage, um, You know, what would you do different or what would you do, you know, moving forward in my position?
1: Andy? Me first? I can go if you want.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Let's hear what you would do, Dylan.
1: I'm different in the fact of I never was the main printer ever. When I started Upstate... I may have printed a couple times, but I was always the office sales guy. Um, so starting when I first started upstate, I was a partnership because when I had planned to do upstate in the beginning, I was planning on doing all the printing and doing all the sales and doing the whole thing by myself. But when I was in Georgia, there was a guy who I was buddies with and I was like, Hey, I'm going to go do this thing. And he was like, Hey, I'm not tied to Georgia if you want a printer, like, I'd be happy to move and like print for you. And I was like, fuck yeah, that sounds awesome. Like I can keep doing what I'm good at and like, you can do what you're good at and so on. Um, So that's what I did to start. It was me doing sales and him printing. And, um, you know, luckily I got a couple people trained in that time span to where when he left, I had people to continue printing for me. So my entire existence here, like I know how to print, I study the industry. I study everything. I love every to learn all this stuff. I just don't physically stand out on press and print all day. Like if I have someone out sick or whatever, like I can hop out and print jobs. Like that's fine, but like, it's not my day to day. So I think if I was in your shoes or if I had to go back, I would probably focus on what I knew I was good at, which would have been like the office computer sales stuff. And I would hire someone to run production when I was home. I agree with you. It sucks to have people there when you're not there. Mm -hmm. A, the biggest thing that freaks me out is them burning my house down. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like legit. Like that's not, that's not a joke. Like I don't want some asshole just working for $15 an hour and they burn my fucking house down. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think if I would, like I said, I would set hours, I would be like, this is my job on, even if it was nights and weekends, I'd be like, all right, I'm working from six to nine tonight. Um, Joe, Joe Schmo comes and works with me from six to nine and I focus on sales and he prints. I think that's what I would do. I would just hire a guy to do or a guy or a girl to do stuff that you don't love doing and just go from there. That would would be what I'd say. Andy, that's
2: good.
1: (laughs) Um, I guess the question for you, Andy is, would you, if you know everything, you know, now, would you just stay having a side hustle or not side hustle, but your main hustle be working from home with your auto and not get out and do shirt con like in a hmm. big space? Or would you just stay there and just collect your money and be happy?
2: I think that when I was younger, so I, I started in, out of my garage in my 20s. And I think that, you know, what I wanted in my 20s is so different than maybe what I want now. And so I, I think that, um, and also I the grass was always greener. So I, I thought that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, like, of course, I, I, I dreamt of a shop. I dreamt of an actual, actual you know, real shop. I shouldn't say... I shouldn't say that because my garage was a real shop and you have a real shop. I meant like an actual retail location or an industrial loc- location whatever that was. I dreamt of that because I was a little too big for for being out of our garage at some point. I think it was maybe a, maybe year 3. There was it was just it was obnoxious because we i had semis back down cuz it was a dead end they would actually back down and unload pallets and stuff and <laughs> i had people coming over to the house you know i had a phone book ad and i i i was trying to like do everything i could without getting you know shut down which i can't believe i wasn't <clears throat> my our our neighbor was a was a police officer and I was in good with him. And so he actually helped me sometimes. And so maybe, maybe that helped. But, you know, it, it was a friend of mine. But I mean, it was like, um, I didn't want to. I was, I, I wanted to stay small. I wanted to stay in my garage, like, because I financially, but I knew that, oh my gosh, I have to, I have to get a spot. I want to have more employees. I want to have more presses and I want to be bigger. But I really didn't even know what that meant. You know, so like I didn't know what it would feel like when I was bigger and had all that stuff. I didn't even know if I'd make more money. I assumed I would, but um, do I regret it? Zero regret. I'm so glad that I did. I'm so glad that um, I grew into um, what what we are now. But it was not without a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, and a lot of struggle, and way out of my comfort zone. But that's where all the growth happens. And I mean, I've grown as a person so so much. Because of all that stuff um I, I I don't regret it at all um if I could choose to do um one or the other right now though, and so it, because I've learned all of this stuff, and so like just to start over, Dylan, you were saying you'd start a business over like if I were to start a screen printing shop over again, no fucking way do I start a shop with intentions to have several pre- autos and Tons of employees. There's just no way, not anymore, because times are different. You know, when I started, it was a long time ago. These days, though, having a, a,
1: a you can the, have five heat presses in your basement and
2: yeah, I mean, do I, DTF everything. I started with no internet, like when I started. I mean, it was it's a whole different, totally different time. And so right, I there think, were horses and buggies when these. Yeah, started. so like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, it's like it's my recipe.
1: Printing la- my lantern.
2: Yeah, there's no blueprint ever that you can follow of a shop because the times are different now. You know, like it's whatever my success story would have been won't work for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Because it was just a totally different time. And so, if I were to start over right now, though, there's no way I'm gonna gonna be a a large or a big shop. I'm a small shop, hundred percent, no doubt about it. I'm just a small ass shop at this point. There's just no turning back because so many people depend on it. There's like. You know, people's people's yeah. um, you know livelihood depends on the success of this place. It's its own entity. It's its own separate thing. It's like its own, like it's a beast. You know, it just it's it's totally different. So, I mean, yeah, that's that's my answer. Is I would just say small, especially with the recession, especially with the inflation, especially with labor market, especially with supply, the whole fucking thing. Like, technology. huh?
1: With technology now too, yeah. like what you can do with so much less.
2: Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's my answer.
1: It brings up an interesting point though, too. Like you mentioned, like, like in reality with anybody, any business, like what is the point? Like, what are we chasing? Like, you don't know till you get there, but realistically, like, why do we have to get bigger? Like, is it the money really? Cause like the more you grow, the more expenses you have, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you might make some more, mm-hmm. but like you're losing so much more of your own time and your own stress and like all this other stuff. Like, well, there, i don't know It just you you never expect there to be a ceiling you always expect to be like oh let's just do the next thing let's do the next thing let's do the next thing and then at some point you're just like like you said it's a beast you're like i have to feed the beast or it's gonna eat me so <laughs> might as well just keep fucking going keep feeding the beast you know what i mean the only way you can get out is if you fucking sell it or it burns or whatever that maybe like,
2: doesn't make sense i don't know if that makes sense but it that's real like it's at some point you lose that sort of control of of its growth. You know, it's it's beyond you. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than just Dylan and it's bigger than just me right now. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Um, I was on a walk this morning with my mom and we were going through this one neighborhood and it was kind of fancy. And there was this house, I don't know, million millions of dollars of of a house. And this whole neighborhood was. But I looked up and I was and I was walking along and my mom had just like occurred to me that because I looked up at this house and I thought, you know, like, oh, there are probably some executive, you know, I just assumed this, right? They're probably some suit and tie or who knows what they do. Um, but I I said, like, the the thing I pursued, the thing that I decided to to put my life's work into is so blue collar. And it's such and it's and it takes such a a fucking toll and it's hot in here for example and there's ovens and dryers and there's labor involved you know all this stuff and i like that because i like creating i like producing or making something that's tangible right but at the same time it's it's been so hard because like i've i've been the the person that's put in physical labor for all all night long and stuff like that before and And, and that's, there's, it's great, you know, because I feel real accomplished about that, but I've spent so much time, so much time in the shop. And I think to myself, like, is that, was that the right, did I do the right thing?
1: (laughs) You know, like. I think so. I (laughs) think I'm happy. I'm happy as fuck doing this. Like I am so stoked Mm -hmm. that I like got so lucky to fall into this industry and grow with it. And it, it was kind of a funny story. And it happened on, Friday we had a new hire start this week and it was her trial week. You know what I mean? Like we always do the first week is a trial week and then on Friday I'll sit with them and be like, "Hey, what do you think? Is this something you could see yourself doing for, you know, years or whatever?" And like I also I'm like, "Hey, you're not a fucking psychopath that's going to murder us all." Um I guess you're hired. Um but it was funny talking to her. I asked her I was well, me and Morgan were talking to her cuz we were all doing a like a job together. And, uh, I was like, how did your parents take you working here? Because she's new. She like just graduated college or whatever. And, uh, I was like, how did your parents take you working here? She's like, Oh, my dad was cool with it. But my mom was like, nah. And I was like, I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, I applied at like a bunch of places or whatever. And she's like, she's like very artsy and she likes what she likes and, and stuff. And I feel like it's a really good fit for her. But her mom was like thinking, you know, like, oh, I want her to like get this like really big job and like all this other stuff. And I was like, I guess she told her mom that like she had an interview here and got hired and her mom was like, well, who else did you hear back from? And she's like, I don't know, whatever this or whatever. And, uh, her mom was like, oh, did you hear, did you get hired at any real, real places or whatever? (laughs) And I was just like, that's so true. Like, I feel like I have a really successful business mm-hmm. that makes a lot of money and does, like, all this stuff and employs, like, all these people. And I still, to this day, can go to any event, even if it's, like, something where everyone there knows me. I still feel like that, like, kid that gets pat on the head of, like, oh, you you print t-shirts? Like, you know what I mean? They yeah. just assume, like, you're in your basement or this hobby job. And it's like, dude, I fucking print for some of like the craziest shit. Like, you don't understand, like, Mm -hmm. like this is a big company, like it's a big deal. And it's like, like she, she she had to like talk to her mom, like, mom, you don't understand like what this place is or like what they do and like what it's entailed and what it's involved. I feel like screen printers in general just have that like little kid pat on the head feel anytime they talk about like what they do.
0: Yeah. And and it's like, If she enjoys, you know, the, the atmosphere and the art artistic side of doing it, you know, that could be way more rewarding than going to some other job where it's, you know, working nine to five, but you're, you know, not happy with, you know, the, the person that runs the business or whatever. It's like half the time, it's just the atmosphere. And, you know, if, if you enjoy going to
1: work or not. Right. And I mean, it's like, Chris, he's my best friend. And like, I obviously wanted to hire him first, but like, he has a fucking master's degree. And he works here and right. it's like, he had the option to like sell insurance. Like he was going to work for some big insurance company. And like, I think he was like through the interview process, like it was like a couple things. And then he decided, fuck that. I want to work with you. Well, I and think was there's like, something
2: to be said for small business. Like personally, I, I, I want to work for a small business or I want to work in a small business. I don't want to be in a giant You know 500 person company i love small business and i think that a lot of people who apply here and a lot of people who end up working here even if they're degreed like you just said whether it's some um, bachelors or 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 masters or whatever i think a lot of people do it for experience i know somebody that is similar to what you just said and they have they graduated and they decided uh you know to take a job here and maybe they won't stay here for five years or 10 years or whatever but, I think that's what a lot of people are doing right now. A lot of people are going to places for the experience for the culture or the atmosphere or that or what it's like yeah. there. You know what i mean and because just because you take a job just like if that that girl could have taken a job just like Connor said she could have taken a job at a at a larger company, let's say that was real or whatever her mom you know said
1: and um but it could have been so (laughs) far,
2: she could have been just a number there and she could have been treated like shit and she could have had zero opportunity to um i don't know grow and advance into some other role or position like here um i guarantee you wherever you start and even at this the lowest spot like if you're good and you show that you have um like you're reliable and that you problem solve and you get shit done and you're fucking gonna you're gonna do good you're gonna do well not only yeah. are you gonna get promoted into different roles when they open up you're gonna get paid more like i literally f- yeah. will come grab you and say like you're kicking so much ass and thank you and thank you, you so probably much shouldn't for grab
1: people it's 2022, bud.
2: well oh maybe that's part of the Part of the problem, or maybe they like that, <laughs> but I'm serious, man. Like, um, don't, yeah. when you, when no, you see somebody, like if you see somebody that's doing, um, that's standing out and going beyond expectations, don't just take that for granted. Like, Oh, um, I'm getting my money's worth out of them or anything like that. Like actually say, um, you know, I, I, I sit down with them and say, thanks so much for doing that. Like you're like, I, like I said, and I, I appreciate it. And whenever I give them the, that bump or that, um, boost in pay, They always say, thank you. And I, and I actually, you deserve it. You know, thank you.
1: Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is like, we had this discussion on Friday and, uh, in reality, it was like her first day, she was like really quiet. And like me and Brian at the end of the day were like, I don't know, man. Like she was really like, I don't know. She was really quiet and it didn't seem like she was having that much fun because it was her first day. And like. It was Monday too. So, like, we weren't really doing anything crazy. We were just kind of like getting back into the week. And then, like, every day she kind of like warmed up more. And then it was funny, like, Tuesday she warmed up more. And we actually had some artwork projects for her to do because she's going to do some design work for us too. So, she was like excited to do that because that's like what she's really good at. And then Wednesday was funny. Like, we did grill and Wednesday. So, like, she was here for the whole like shop, you know culture thing of like, she brought a dish to pass and we were laughing and we were eating and having a good time. And then by Thursday, I felt like she was like one of the group, like, you know, she was joking with everybody. She was standing up and we were all talking in the office and all this other stuff. And then, yeah, it was Friday. She was like helping us out in the shop and, you know, cracking jokes and everything else. And we even had some meetings with Kevin where she's in like a part of now to do like some of the sales stuff. And she fucking wrote like this whole report basically on the notes she took with the Kevin meeting and like send them to everyone in like Google shared folder. And like, I didn't even ask her to do that. She was just like, here's what I think. And like, here's like what we could do or here's the tasks that I can take on if you want me to. Mm. And I was just like, fuck yeah. So for her to tell me at the end of the week that like her mom said, this wasn't a real job. I was just kind of like, let's show your mom that this is a real fucking job. Like, I hope you do really good and I can do, like you said, Andy, like grab her and be like, Hey, you're doing really well. And like, give her more and more pay and like have her grow here and like be really proud to be here. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty stoked on it. I'm excited for tomorrow. Yeah. It sounds like she's, uh, she's working out for you guys and she's
0: kind of joining the the group and the crew and yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Do you have any more questions for us? I mean, I have, I have quite a few, but, um, uh, you guys pick, can come- kind two of your favorites. Uh,
0: sh- let's see. Um, do you guys ever ship internationally or cross country? I had someone, um, that works, uh, on an air force base in a different country. And they said, you know, we'd love for you to do these shirts for us. Um, how do you guys, do you guys do that? Or is that something I should steer away from?
1: Yeah, we do it quite a bit. I mean, as long as they're willing to pay the shipping, it's fine. Uh, usually, honestly, anytime it's international if, and as long as it's not... Uh, if it's Canada, we'll still ship UPS. But anywhere else, like the UK, Australia, whatever, anything like that, we usually ship with the post office. It's way cheaper. Okay. Um, definitely get the insurance, but the post office, it's not that bad. It's really... I, I would quote it out with UPS and USPS and see what the difference is, but... As long as you pay for the insurance to make sure that if they lose it, you're covered. It's not a big deal. We do it all the time. Okay. The Air Force ones are tricky, though, because you have to have, like, a really specific address. We've done that a bunch, too. Um, Usually, you ship it somewhere in the States, and then the actual, like, Air Force or whatever, like, or wherever it's going, like they take care of it. Oh, I see. Um, But it's, it's gotta be really specific and like who that, who, what person that's going to and all this other stuff.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's something I suggest to them. If, um, if they go through with the order and see if I could ship it somewhere, you know, in the U S and then they take care of it. Maybe it'll be, maybe they can ship it cheaper than I could or something. Yeah. Next question. Uh, Quoting on your website or having your customer email you with, uh, you know, a questionnaire or something. I've, I've toyed around the idea with having, you know, a quoting tool on my website where someone can see, you know, 24 shirts with a one color print is going to cost this much, um, pros and cons to both because sometimes it's like, if they can see a price on my website, I feel like I'm more likely to get that order than if they have to reach out, wait for me to reply. Um, just, just both your guys' input on on both options.
1: I know what I want to say, Andy, but do you want to go? Oh, if
2: you know, go for it.
1: Um, I think it depends on you. It depends on if you're good at getting back to people. Um, I think if you're good at getting back to people, I would definitely just do like an inquiry form on your website that gets emailed to you. And then you talk to them about pricing because they most of the time they don't know what they want they know they need t-shirts but they don't know like what shirt or what material or what's best for them or the possibility of you doing an upsell or anything like that if they do the automatic quote on the website they're probably going to pick the cheapest option the cheapest whatever Mm -hmm. and then when they get their shirts they're probably going to be a little bit disappointed um so i think any personal touch on like the customer service side where like you get the gist of the information from them and then you take that with your expertise and be like well i would actually recommend doing this and this and so on and what about relabeling or whatever and then you end up upselling and you know all this other stuff not that i'm saying it's all about the sale but it's you get a better feel with having a conversation with the customer than if you just did like a generic pricing order form on the website and that's just black and white It is what it is yeah But if you suck at getting back to people then having them place an order is better than having them not place. Yeah.
2: I would say, um, a don't suck at getting back to people. That's for sure. (laughs) And, uh, you know, figure out a way so that you're back to them the same day that you receive that contact. That's hundred percent. One reason why you're going to get the order is just your responsiveness. Um, Mm -hmm. and then two, I would never, and I have never posted our pricing on our website and here's why um sort of like what dylan said there's a lot that goes into quoting and i want to be able to find out what's most important to them and kevin with set sales will actually tell you the same thing because he's reinforced it to our team right now and that is is like what's most important to them if it's if price is most important well then we're the wrong place but if it's that hey do we uh Um, We need somebody that's going to for sure hit our deadline, or we need somebody that can provide me with this sort of art or, you know, these sort of things. I want to find out how we can exactly help them. And then I want to be able to tell them that, you know, I want to be able to tell them um, not from our, um, because this is another Kevin-ism, not from our point of view, but from our customer's point of view that, you know, like, look, hey, our we hear from our customers, or our customers tell us this, 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 that we're good at this kind of thing. And um, the last thing I would say is, is I want to qualify them. What I want to know is, do they need 50 shirts, 100 shirts, or is this for 1,000 shirts, or 500 shirts? If it's for 500 shirts, that's sort of going to be our threshold that we think it's going to be um, a situation where we're going to reach out to them in a different way, not just right. a reply in an email,' a Zoom like, call "Hey. Or something. hey yeah, like we're going to say, oh, you're looking for 800 shirts for this event or whatever, and you're going to have this event four times a year or 10 times a year or whatever, you know. Well, that's a that's a customer we want. And so we want to be able to more than just reply with an email. We want to say like a whole package, like a real, like Dylan just said, either a phone call. Where we can, um, you know, call them and say, hey, do you have a second to discuss this quote and then hit send and then they can look at the quote and we can go over it and ask them if they have any other questions about it or anything like that. Just so they can hear us and that, you know, we're responsive, we're smart, we're capable, and we want to print their shit. You know, and so I think that just posting up your pricing, then you don't get to have any sort of that communication. I want to establish that, hey, we're good at communication. We, we're here to, to win your business and we're to, here to help you. And how can we help you? Precisely. I feel
1: like the difference between us, our all three of our shops and like a custom ink and stuff is that you're, you're dealing with a, an actual person in a company and you're going to them for their brand or their capabilities or whatever. I feel like if you are just looking for shirts for like a bar mitzvah or a party or whatever, like, yeah, that's why custom ink is what they are. And so you just go on their online tool and do it all and pay and it shows up at your door. Um, that's not us. That's not what we do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I thank you guys for both those answers. I, um, I think you're, you're right. Having that, that personal touch and being able to talk to them. I, what I usually do, I mean, it, it seems nice because, Whenever I talk to someone, they say, wow, you you really know like what, what you're talking about. You know, you know, I don't want that boxy shirt. I want that a little bit softer. And I say, okay, yeah, you can, you know, a Bella canvas is, you know, a pretty good brand for that and it's going to cost a little bit more, but I think you're going to have your people wearing your shirts more and that's ultimately what you guys want. So sense, yeah. being able to, to talk to them, I think, uh, yeah, that's nice. Maybe what I should add, I, I think I remember someone in, in one of the episodes was talking about having a automatic reply that says, just so you know, we're, we're human, just like you, um, we'll get back to you in 24 hours or 12 hours, whatever it is. But, um, you know, we got your, your information and and we'll be with you shortly. Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, do you have any shop hacks that you want to talk about?
0: Um, I, I learned all my shop hacks from you guys, (laughs) but, (laughs) uh, a couple, Um, just, uh, that soundproof box for my compressor, um, before I wouldn't be able to take a phone call when I was using the auto, I would have to, you know, run over to the compressor, shut it off really quick, take the phone call. And then I'm, you know, I'm pretty much stopped. And, you know, so having my headphones in running the auto compressors on, I can talk to them. Um, that's been, been pretty nice. Um, I think someone said it, but I use a lot of those Harbor Freight um, magnetic shelves and can holders and stuff. Mm-hmm. I slap those on uh, different things and, and that's nice and convenient. Um, I use capillary film over emulsion. Um, so maybe new shops starting out, you know, if, if emulsions being difficult for you, I was having a tough time getting an even coat um, and I was having a bunch of those dots. And then my, my exposing time was, all over the place so um using capillary film has been been nice easy for me to work with i don't have to let the screens dry it's you know the screen's wet and i you know get all the excess water off and put capillary film on let it dry for a couple hours and that's it's good to go
1: Hmm. yeah i think i think you won't be doing that anymore once you get a better exposure unit once you can really dial things in you should get away from that. Not, not that there's anything wrong with doing that. I'm just saying that once you get a bigger exposure, you can dial things in better, get a better emulsion, and also you can get your tri-lock. Um So,
2: can't you really control your EOM with capillary film? Yeah, because it's perfect.
1: It's that's, just a cheat.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah, it, it's worked well for me. The only thing I can't do is um, water base and discharge with it. Um, for whatever reason, the it just eats through the capillary film. Um, and I talked to Richard at Ulano, and he said, uh, you know, you, there's not really a good capillary film that you can do water-based with. So, um, if I ever want to get into that, you know, market, I should start learning a little bit more about
1: emulsion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You get there. Talk to Kevin at Chrome or watch his videos okay. on YouTube take, Sandy. yes sir i also can't see them because they're on my phone
2: (laughs) um so how are we gonna do this
1: uh you just ask them
2: oh here i'll I'll whisper them to you so (laughs) here we go ready Uh, i'm the first one all right connor one thing that helps you get through your day
0: um well obviously listening to shirt show you know that gets me through my days. Uh, but no, really, I sometimes I'll throw on a a episode from like, you know, a couple years ago or whatever and throw it in and, uh, learning some new stuff, uh, that that's helpful. Um, what do I need? Yeah. Getting through my day, just music. I I like to talk to a lot of friends too. I, I call people, people I haven't talked to in a long time and catch up. Um, basic stuff.
1: It's awesome. It's a good one. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. Like
2: you're just on press and it's late at night or whatever, and it's monotonous and you just jump on a phone yeah, call. Yeah. Just to keep go. my
0: AirPods on in the... and call a friend that I haven't talked to in six months or so. And they're always happy to hear from me and I'm always happy to talk to them. So that's kind of fun.
2: And then your compressor kicks on and they're like, <laughs> what the fuck? Or not anymore. Yeah. Um, all right, Dylan,
1: two presses or 10 presses. Hey, Connor,
2: two presses
0: or 10 presses? I'm going with the two presses. Yeah, keep keeping up with one is kind of yeah. hard right now, but I couldn't imagine having 10 yeah. presses right now.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
2: Test the waters or dive in the deep end?
0: Dive in the deep end.
2: Yeah, getting the auto. I didn't know
0: if I was going to have the business for it or if I was going to, you know, how that was going to work. So definitely diving in the deep end.
2: I like it. All right. And so this is Dylan's, one of his favorite questions and you can't ask it, which is a huge bummer, but what are you watching right now?
0: Oh, uh, watching right now, right now. I don't really watch a whole lot, um, (laughs) being working all the time, but, um, just finished Ozark, which was good. Um, Ozark was good. And then if I'm eating dinner or something, sometimes I'll just throw on Shark Tank or, or something simple where I don't need to follow it. I Just a quick episode of Shark Tank get me in the mood for printing some shirts late at night. And, yeah, uh, I like the
1: every so often.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but Ozark was good. Did you guys both see it?
1: I haven't finished it yet. Okay.
2: Yeah, that's the weirdest thing is like, I think we have two episodes left and then we got involved with Stranger Things and then da-da-da-da-da-da, so many other stuff. And so I just... I didn't finish it either, and Joanne doesn't want to finish it. stresses her out. Yeah, it's but stressful. it is good. Yeah. All right, what's for Din Din?
0: Uh, We're gonna go. Me and my girlfriend and my family. We're gonna go out to a local restaurant. Um, celebrate me being on shirt show. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's a Sunday, and uh, I print the shirts for this restaurant that we're gonna go to. So um, it's always fun seeing seeing how the shirts are doing. Do they have everything, salads, burgers, sandwiches. Um, there's there's like three or four nice kind of upscale restaurants in my little town. And this is one of them. It's called uh, Reds at the Sky Room. It's actually right at the uh, – we have a little airport right in town. Um, so you get to look over at the, the little airport and watch the the planes take off and stuff. It's pretty cool.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Dylan? Andy, what are you having in there?
2: Yeah, I was just going to ask you, what am I having? I don't know. Um, I usually know, but man, you know what we've been having a lot, and that's just Shake Shack. I mean, you can't go wrong. I mean, um, really? Yeah, like <laughs> so many times. It's just so fucking good. It's brand new right by our house. I mean, we have other ones in St. Louis, but we it's so convenient. Do you pick you know, it up and take it home, okay. or do you, do you eat there? Uh, one time we've got it. I got it for the shop, um, but otherwise, uh, all the other times we've eaten it there. That's cool. Uh,
1: like I got a Wegmans food. sub waiting for me. There you go. Yeah. Connor, you guys don't have Wegmans. I'm sorry. Nope. We, we got In-N-Out.
2: You guys
0: have In-N-Out yeah. over there?
1: <laughs> I mean, Do a different out. kind of In-N-Out, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan, when I come I, I, visit, I out once it was one of those things. Like I literally got off, got into LAX and then went to the first in and out to like have in and out. And I was not impressed. Well, I think the biggest thing was because everyone told me to get animal style, everything basically. Mm-hmm. And like my burger was like covered in it. And then my fries were covered in it and it just ruined it for me. It was just yeah. like, nah. <laughs> I feel like if I was to go there again, I would just get a regular burger and fries and like, just have that. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have one in my town because of we're, being we're pretty in, small. Like, but... Whatever it is, Thousand Island dressing and onions.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, sometimes oh, it's, dude. Uh, it's overhyped a little bit, especially if you haven't been to one and everyone says, oh, it's the greatest thing in the world, and you get there and it's like, yeah. It's
2: a I don't know, place. I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of in and out It's a, oh, yeah? It's really good. Maybe yeah. you just got the wrong stuff. I mean, Dylan doesn't like condiments, so he, what the fuck are you getting animal style for? Uh, okay. uh, Connor, congrats on the auto and thanks for chatting with us today. I hope to make it. I want to come visit that whole area. We were in Sonoma, but we never made it um, north of there. But it doesn't sound like you're too far. So I'd love to come visit you though sometime. Yeah, so come in the
0: summertime me. or in the fall and we'll get you out on a boat and show you the lake and <laughs> show you my little shop. And yeah.
1: So what next week, Andy? We're free, right? totally yeah
2: come on <laughs> out for sure so yes see you in a few days
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> no but i, I really you, do a, good night.
2: i
0: really appreciate everything you guys do it's uh you know it's just starting out of my parents garage and, and working my way to my own garage i uh, listen to you guys and, and you guys really have been helpful so i, I, I thank you guys thank you dude that's,
1: that's awesome. awesome
2: yeah happy to help man cool guys well thank right. you very see much you, man. Have a good night. all right bye guys
1: yeah